Welcome to the Empath and the Narcissist Podcast, where you regain your sparkle back after narcissistic abuse. I am your host, Raven Scott, and I welcome you here to the show. If you are new and are enjoying this podcast, help me help others. Rate and review. Take a screenshot and DM me at Raven Scott Show on Instagram for a free human design reading to answer your pressing question about the root cause, your future, and external forces that influence you. Free yourself from narcissistic abuse and draw long-lasting, powerful boundaries. Get your free workshop now at ravenscott.show forward slash free dash workshop. Welcome back. I am back. I feel like I have been actively on Instagram, as I said I would not be. Um, It's really interesting how you anticipate your energy to be one thing and then it goes opposite. But I have also been spending time in the underworld and having a lot of light bulbs shining on some unconscious shit I've been hiding (laughs) that I didn't even know I was hiding. And today I wanted to bring you this topic that really came out of this time reflecting is how empaths can embrace their feelings and become more powerful. There is a whole list of things that you can do, which I will go through in a minute. But what I wanted to do before I dove into that was I just wanted to give you guys a cheers A cheers to choosing pleasure over chasing love from someone else. If you are working on that and doing that already, I congratulate you. If you are actively understanding that you need to start doing this and you want to, I also congratulate you. Our thoughts are powerful and they shape and mold who we are and our future. So continue to set your intentions for choosing love, for choosing self-compassion, for choosing pleasure over sacrificing yourself to chase after someone else who doesn't really want to invest in you, who really doesn't know how to invest in you or love you, to stop chasing that narcissist, that toxic person who is just going to continue to bring you down, weight you down with their big heavy anchor. So rise to the occasion, continue your intentions, and cheers to you doing so already. So the first point in how impasse, how you can embrace your feelings, which can be highly sensitive, up and down. You feel ashamed because you've been conditioned to feel ashamed to even having the feelings and not being stoic, which I don't like to use that word because that means that you have no emotions and no care and compassion, which is completely opposite of actual stoicism and the study of um, being a stoic is you actually have compassion for the whole community. So I would say, how about cold-hearted instead of stoic? And when you embrace your feelings, you actually become more powerful. This number one way is through mirror work and affirmations. And this is really key because you have absorbed many insults from the narcissist. You have already had your own inner self-doubt and inner negative thoughts, which 80% of our thoughts are negative. And most of them are automatic and they happen over and over. 
So what we do with those ants, automatic negative thoughts, is we squish them first and foremost. You need to recognize it is an ant and then imagine it as a tiny little insect and squish it and say, nope, I am not choosing that thought. I am choosing the opposite and reverse it and speak it into yourself. And when you look into your eyes in the mirror, it becomes more powerful because it really means something. You're really talking into yourself. It's almost like your soul is talking into your body and saying, hey, get with the program. We are not here to grovel in our victimhood. We are not here to play small. We are not here to continue to wallow in our negative thoughts. So we're going to rise up and we're going to affirm ourselves that you're going to say, I am beautiful. I am magical. I am here for a purpose. Saying those over and over in the mirror. And then you can get really specific. What is it about your body image that bothers you? Turn the narrative and celebrate that body image. It's not an issue anymore. It's an asset, you know. And this, this, it's all about the mental health and the power of your thoughts. Now, a beautiful affirmation I love as an empath because it can get really scary and uncomfortable around other people out in the world who haven't put up your bubble and your emotional empath aura protection bubble um, is that you don't feel safe, right? It doesn't feel safe to be in your body when you're a highly sensitive person. So I love the affirmation of, I am divine. I am blessed. It is safe to be in my body. I am divine. I am blessed. It is safe to be in my body. Because it is safe to be in your body. You chose that body for a reason. And it's important to know that you can stand tall like a tree. You can stand firmly rooted and allow yourself to be confident, to be who you are, and to dust off the negative talks and the projections of the narcissist because they don't have this confidence. They don't have this self-esteem. And you're going to continue to work on that. And the second point that ties into how you're going to work on that is through self-compassion. You have compassion for yourself. This can be really hard because who is our biggest critic? Ourselves. Yes. But the key to develop compassion for yourself is to remove yourself from the me mode, from the me, myself, and I, the kind of egoic state, right? The toxic part of our ego. I truly believe our ego, when balanced, is a healthy thing. I don't think the ego is the enemy. I also don't think that the ego is the end-all, be-all, right? The ego is what prevents us from progressing and growing. The growth mindset allows our ego to step aside and for us to allow it to be curious versus judgmental or already have a defeatist idea and mentality, right? That's a fixed mindset. Now, compassion for your abuser is another important element because when you have compassion for your abuser, you're not fixing them. You're not fixating on their love. You're not fixating on how they hurt you and how awful they are because all you can do is control yourself, right? This is a main tenet of stoicism. You can only control your choices in your scenario. So stop fixating on your abuser, but understand that they are hurt and hurt people hurt people. 
and leave it at that and have compassion for them with them at arm's length with them on your outer circle and with this compassion you are able to move forward out of your victimhood and into thriving so do you intend to have self-compassion for yourself and then in turn have an overflowing compassion for others even your abuser this is the key number three is find a tree that calls to you this is kind of one of my most magical kind of mystical advices um, this brings us back to nature this allows us to sit still and listen to ourselves our inner knowing and our inner intuition and you can believe the tree is talking to you or you can believe this tree just is a conduit to stop your busy brain and listen to yourself and your inner knowing and so you find a tree that calls to you that really looks majestic looks old looks wise and you just go to the base of it and you stand underneath it you look up at its leaves you feel like it's holding you it's rooting you to the ground you can even touch it lean against it and ask this tree what do you need to tell me ask this tree maybe a very specific question about what you're having emotional turmoil over and say guide me what do I need to do what's the next right step what do I need to hear and then just listen listen take it in don't question it don't judge it it typically will be a highly insightful solution it's she's the tree has never let me down (laughs) and or my intuition has never let me down whichever you believe it's all one and the same this is a really powerful way to embrace your feelings to embrace the fact that you know within yourself what is right what is true what is pure number four is draw powerful boundaries being that we are empaths people pleasers we need to work on our boundaries with narcissists toxic people and energy drainers this really is a wonderful time to start right now today for the next four months for us to really focus on strengthening our boundaries and our self-development and inner authority as you all know i always have this advertisement about my free workshop and i just wanted to share a little bit more deeper about it because you might go yeah 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 free boundaries boundaries because it is a big hot topic word in this narcissist community but what really this is more it's actually more of a narcissism recovery workshop in the first step to defeating the narcissist but also the first step in really you tapping into who you are and when you tap into who you are and your strengths and your sensitivities and your self-love and, and worth practice you then will master your boundaries you'll know what boundary you need because you know how to listen to yourself you can envision yourself saying no and then you'll develop that courage to say no i'm not going to do that not right now no thank you thank you for the invite but no and how to feel the power of your self-sovereignty is all into tapping into yourself and your emotions which these exercises in the workshop guide you through it's not just like here are the boundaries you need to set this is step one two three and four this is not this is not the type of workshop this workshop is something that helps you tap into yourself it gives you you alone time it gives you mental and spiritual tools to help you grow in your courage to help you develop in your confidence to push through your fear 
and how to release the responsibility for another person's response, which is always going to be toxic and fight or flight instigating. So this workshop has all in it uh, beautiful exercises, including meditations and journals and releasing. It includes actually, I think, two meditations. So it really allows you to return back to it. It's not like a one and done workshop as well, because this is an emotional muscle. And you don't just go to the gym one time and be like, oop, pump some iron. I'm good to go. I'm fit now. It is a daily practice. And so this is a free, essentially, resource for you to have a daily practice to start somewhere if you don't know where to start. And even if you're, you feel like you started somewhere and you feel sort of like you got this, this just gives you a deeper dive into really tuning into maybe some unconscious patterns and some unconscious things from your childhood to uproot them, to like remove another layer of the onion so you truly, truly feel free and embrace that you are an empath and that you are powerful. So grab that free workshop in the link in the show notes. Number five is going into nature. Typically going into nature alone would be best, but also <laughs> need to make sure you're safe. So go into a nice safe reserve, but um, have, have all the appropriate tools for emergencies. So don't go like too deep into nature, which I live in the city. So my definition of going into nature is walking outside amongst the trees in my neighborhood, going down to the lake in my neighborhood. And that can be as simple as that, going to a park in your neighborhood. As long as you're around growing green things and you're not in a white box, you're in nature. So, and having that alone time allows you to ponder. It allows you to observe. It allows you to really understand how to tap into yourself. And again, don't bring your phone. I mean, not bring your phone, but turn it on silent. Don't be scrolling on social media because it's the opposite of what you need to do. You need to really tap into how you feel. What do you think? You know, what are your values? And tap into your self-sovereignty and who you are. And that will allow you to embrace yourself and understand, yeah, I am powerful. I am smart. I got this. Number six is your self-love exercises. Loving yourself and not sacrificing tapping into pleasure, right? Cheers to pleasure. So that means you want to, you typically are the last to pick food or you eat leftovers in your family. Focus on really putting together a really delicious meal for yourself versus just eating the leftovers. It can be a really simple acts of kindness for yourself just like that. Self-love exercises could be taking a bath and relaxing and listening to some music. Self-love exercises are putting up boundaries in a more extreme way, right? Stop talking to someone who's toxic. Block somebody who's invading your energy space. That's also self-love because whatever you allow in your sphere is telling yourself, hey, this is what you deserve, right? How people treat you is how you how you allow them to treat you is how you think inside what you deserve. And I need you to come to a place where you know you do not deserve to be treated poorly, to be treated like trash, because you are beautiful. You are worth so much. You, my dear empath, are powerful. So don't let them confuse you. 
and don't let them snuff your power out. All of these self-love exercises allow you to rise up in your power, rooted like a strong, wise person. Number seven is say no. Embracing your empath feelings is also understanding that you don't need to people please all the time. And you can say no to invitations. You can say no to certain duties, um, favors that just don't feel right to you, that you know are going to put you in harm's way emotionally and or physically. Saying no is actually an act of self-love. And when you embrace that you are powerful and that you don't need to people please because you are an empath and that's not a bad thing, then you regain your power back by saying no. Number eight is turn into your body's responses. I love this one because our brains justify everything, especially when we're in an abusive relationship. It's like, oh, he just said that because he was really mad or she, you know, did this because I pushed her buttons. No, no. There, yes, there's interactions between two people, but in a abusive situation, you taking responsibility only and not the other person taking responsibility is not healthy and it's not okay. And so as you do this over and over, and maybe you've done it through childhood and carried it into a romantic relationship, your body starts to shut down. It starts to numb. Um, and also, it can also cringe. Let's say you move in and your, your partner wants to hug and say, I love you. Well, if your body tenses up and you feel this like, that is not true. This is not safe space to be. I do not want to be hugged by this person. Your body is screaming at you the right answer. This is not a safe place. This person doesn't really love you. These are just words. And all of their other actions have shown you that they don't love you. So listening to your body is key. And the only way that you can start really listening to your body is to look at the signs. Sometimes it manifests in your body, like certain type of indigestion issues, IBS, things like that can manifest into muscle cramps, different autoimmune diseases if, when it gets really bad. So if what you can do to start to listen, to be honest, is meditate. I know it sounds really boring, but what you're doing is when you sit still and you close your eyes or you focus with your eyes open softly on something like a steady point, you are focusing in on your breath. You're focusing in on all the tiny little details and you might realize I am really tense in my neck and I never realized it because you're going and you're pushing and you're doing this and you're doing that. And maybe when you lie down for bed, you kind of feel it, but then you push it aside because you're like, I have to go to sleep because I have to wake up and do this, this and this. So when you stop to just take five minutes even to meditate and listen into your body, breathe, and then you start to say, oh, wow, like I'm really feeling discomfort in my abdomen area, things like that, you start to tune into your body. And the more you do that, the more you will be able to affirm questions you have with your body. But you have to start trusting your body before you can even do that. And I think in this society, even when we go to the doctors, they're like, oh, there's nothing wrong with you. I don't see anything in the test. And then we think in our head, well, then I can't trust my body because I may go out, my body does feel something, but the doctor says I'm fine. And it's kind of like this dissonance between what your 
the, the metaphysical body is what trying to tell you and what your brain and the doctors are saying. So in certain circumstances, when you're in an abusive relationship, the best thing to do, which is not just me who said this, many of our guests on the podcast have said this, is tune into your body. How does it feel? Because there's an actual chemical in your brain when you are faced with conflict and abuse. It is the fight or flight mode and your body either freezes, numbs, runs, or fights. And, you know, if you're numb to this, this numbing, then you'll never see the signs because you can't win in an argument with a narcissist. You will never win over with brain power. But your body, if you listen into that, they can't, they have no idea. They cannot manipulate that. So embrace your intuitiveness. Embrace your empath power by tuning into your body. Number nine is cultivate hobbies. This, of course, is a great, great healthy way to cultivate love for yourself, healthy time spent out in nature. I cultivated a, a wonderful practice of gardening. To be honest, when I was in my relationship, I had a black thumb and I'd be like, oh, don't give me that flower. I'm just going to kill it. Well, it's only because I wasn't paying attention to it because I was so much into this like survival fight or flight mode. But I truly believe we, we do all have a green thumb if we just pay attention to the plants and we pay attention and take time. It's like the karate kid, you know, the wax on, wax off. That wasn't a hobby. That was more of like his practices, but it was what Mr. Miyagi was teaching him was the concept of mindfulness. And then eventually that turned into the skills. So mindfulness, when you slow down and you do a hobby like painting, like weaving macrame or something, whatever floats your boat, do that because it, it, again, it lights you up. It's floating your boat, right? It lights you up. It's giving you something to tune into mindfulness and it's slowing your mind down. It's very similar to tuning into your body. But it gives you a little bit more of something to do than just sitting and meditating. And you can actively meditate by taking a nice easy walk and doing a hobby. Those things are very meditative as well. Number 10, of course, is the healing exercises that I have in my book that I have found to be highly helpful in really owning my empath power is, you know, relieving all of the guilt, the shame, and the burdens from my unhealed ancestors and society um, being in a very toxic patriarchal society it doesn't affect just women it affects men too of not allowing our emotions to even be right we cannot even express our emotions because it's ugly and we don't want to hear it or they don't want to hear it so healing exercises such as the inner child meditation can really allow you to remove all of those burdens and heal and tune into your child. You know, if you had childhood trauma, you were forced to grow up too fast. So really tapping into your little seven-year-old child, like, what do you want to do? Again, this kind of goes back to the hobbies. Like, what brings you joy? And typically, it's something that you may have done as a child. So it's like a dual Thing, the hobby is tapping into your inner child as well as being mindful 
And EFT tapping is so healing, especially if you're dealing with PTSD. The EFT tapping brings you back down. It grounds you. It regulates your nervous system. It allows you to know that you're safe in your body and that everything's going to be okay, right? It's kind of like, what's the worst that can happen? And then you'll tap through it gently through all the different acupressure points and you bring yourself and your anxiety level down. And doing this practice regularly will be highly beneficial to your emotions and embracing them because you're recognizing them and then making them feel and you yourself feel safe. And the EFT tapping is on the YouTube channel, Raven Scott Show. Okay, so I have a lot here. So I have five more points to this. So I'm gonna create a part two of this episode. So stay tuned, I'm gonna cliffhang you here because there is so much more to cover and to talk about and how empaths can embrace your feelings, your emotions and become more powerful. So stay tuned to next Tuesday. I'll share with you the rest of my list. Thank you so much for listening and writing a review. I wanted to share another beautiful review this week. This review says, Raven Scott has created a much needed dialogue of allowing freedom from within. This subject of narcissism is often hidden in the closet until it becomes too late. As a podcast host and speaker, she has given the world a platform that will help everyone. Keep it up. Great work, Raven. Thank you so much, Mark V. Smith. Thank you, Mark. I appreciate that. I really enjoyed being on his show, The Process. You can catch that um, on his page. He was also a guest on mine. So on the Raven Scott Show forward slash narcissist abuse support page, you can find him there. And a quick update for the launch of my new book cover for Empath and the Narcissist available on Amazon. I am giving out a free gift of weekly support in your inbox and a live workshop. So when you buy your copy, we will immediately start sending you a year of sparkle reminders. Every Saturday, I will email you a powerful affirmation and musing to help you boost your self-esteem and emotional intelligence. Plus, receive your free ticket to an exclusive How to Embrace Yourself live workshop, October 18th. Heal from narcissistic abuse, rise up in your power, and own your worthiness for abundance. There's just a few steps to follow. Go to ravenscott.show forward slash empath and the narcissist and click the link in the bio to get your copy, share your order number, and immediately get your free gifts today. And remember, everyone, keep your unique light shining. Why do I regret this? In my mind, reckless. Thoughts are feeling endless. Sitting up, I'm breathless. Anxiety's infectious. I feel so defenseless, betrayed and embarrassed. I hate being open. I hate being broken. I feel like an ocean filled up with emotion. Anger ain't a potion. Rub it on like lotion. I can feel it soaking. Reopen. The scars have awoken. I can't move on till I let go. I feel so lost, never at home Need to be strong, every breath hold Cause I can't move on till I let go I can't move on till I let go I feel so lost, never at home Need to be strong, every breath hold Cause I can't move on till I let go